You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. He is risen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear baptized saints and Zoe May, we rejoice in the life that we are given through this gift of baptism. We are given the mark of salvation. We are given the name of God to mark us as His redeemed children. You know, if you will, it's as though we're branded. We're, we're branded as God's children. And it's exactly through this means, through baptism, that we are branded into God's flock. Now, now this is, this brand is not like other brands that we're used to, like that, like we see on, on livestock. Because the brand we receive sets us apart for life. When we brand animals, we mark them as ours, as our possession, until they die or we sell them to somebody else. So, so the brands that we're familiar with are temporary. And also these brands... Are, are a brands of, are, are, of service. So, so the animals will give value to their owner. They'll either produce more animals, um, or, or produce fleece, or, or even produce the owner with a check when sold to another owner, or even sold to the slaughterhouse. The brands we are familiar with are totally different than the brand we are given in baptism. Through the branding of baptism, Zoe and all of us are brought into a flock. And every flock that lasts has to have a shepherd. So the flock we have been branded into, we are also given a shepherd. We are given the good shepherd who has laid down his life for those who are in his flock. The brand we receive doesn't bind us to service to our owner, but it actually delivers his service to us. And this is not a temporary brand. This cannot be taken away. Your shepherd, your owner, has laid down his life for you. Now, as as creator and sustainer of this whole world, of all creation, we owe God our service no matter what. He is our owner. He has given us life, and he has blessed us with all that we have. Whether we're branded into his flock or not, We owe Him faithfulness and service because of all that He has given to us. He's the owner of earth and everything in it is His. Now, not only is He the owner, but He's a good and perfect owner. He provides for the whole creation, whether whether you're in His flock or not. He provides for the wicked and the just. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, 
and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Here you are clearly told of the goodness of God. Such a good owner. I mean, he is such a good owner that he even provides for those who are rebelling against his ownership. Now, from personal experience, working on ranches back when I was in high school when I was younger, during my childhood, if we had animals that were causing problems and and wouldn't stop tearing down fences or just causing all sorts of havoc, we wouldn't keep that animal. We'd sell it or we'd put it in the freezer. (laughs) I mean, we surely, most certainly wouldn't Leave it out there in the fields, doing more damage, tearing down other fences, and even influencing the other animals to cause problems and start doing this kind of behaviors. We wouldn't do that. So I point this out because this goes to show exactly how good and patient our owner is. Because he doesn't just come and get rid of those who are fighting his ownership. Now, the fact that he doesn't do this is a great thing. Because if he did, we would all be wiped out. I mean, remember? Our natures and our sinful flesh still fight his ownership. We often don't want to stay in our fences or with his ownership. When God tells us things like like we can't serve God and money, our sinful flesh says, yeah, but the money on that other side of the fence sure looks a lot better than what you're giving me. Our owner gives us all his commands and laws, not to imprison us, but to keep us safe. I mean, you can really, a good way to look at it is like the commandments and the laws of God are fences protecting us from sin and the consequences that will come with sin. They're actually for our good, not for our slavery. You know, you have to watch it with sheep. Because if you feed them too much hay or too much oats, if you give them too much to eat, they will actually eat until they die. So a good shepherd is not going to give his flock what they want, but he will even deny them what they want for their own good, for their protection. We unfortunately are those dumb sheep. We will eat ourselves to death if given the chance. Without God's intervention, our natural hunger for sin would lead to our death and destruction in hell. Now, because of this, because of our sins in thought and in our actions, the devil, the wolf, he has every right to us. Gospel lesson says, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. According to our sinful natures and our flesh, we actually kind of make the devil our owner. We give him access to us. He has every right to come in and 
pick us off and to do whatever He would like to for us. Our sins kind of put us in His flock. And that, and that's why the hired hand isn't going to do anything to defend the flock. He's not an owner. Especially in this scenario. Our sins give the, the wolf, the devil, some ownership to us. A hired hand is just going to leave and let the owner do whatever he wants with his flock, with his animals. He's not going to get in the way or jeopardize his safety for someone else's flock. Nor would anyone else for that matter. And believe it or not, our Lord doesn't do this either. Our Lord doesn't come and fight with the wolf to take ownership of the flock, as we might think. Our Lord comes and gives the Father all that we owe. We owe our Creator perfect obedience for the kindness that He has shown us and the life He has given us. And our Lord gives Him that. We owe our sustainer and provider our service rather than money or the things of this world. And our Lord does that perfectly. We owe the just judge suffering of His wrath for our sins and our refusal of His ownership. And the Lord takes this for us. This is what was happening on that cross for you. Jesus did all this so that you would be His. He did this to buy you for His flock. He didn't come to fight a wolf, a fallen angel. He didn't do that to buy you. No, He didn't come and mess with Satan for you. Jesus took on God the Father for you. Your Jesus went to pay the Father everything you owe. He paid the Father for you. You owe the Father perfect obedience. Jesus did it. And He took everything that you have coming, everything that you're owed, the Father's wrath and hell for your sins. Jesus took all this to buy you so that you would be His. This is how you are brought into His flock. And this is all given to you in your brand of baptism. Now that you have been purchased and won to His flock, your shepherd will protect you. He most certainly will. The lesson says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Your shepherd did lay down his life for you. He laid it down on the cross. Because he did this, because he did all this, because he took on the Father's wrath for you. Do you think he will let the wolf harm you? He went so far as to die on the cross to buy you. He's not going to leave you alone now. Because you are in His flock, He is going to protect you. That wolf that's roaming around seeking someone to devour is no match 
for your shepherd. Your shepherd has taken the bite out of the wolf. That doesn't mean he's gone. That doesn't mean the wolf's no longer around. He's still there barking. He's still there snarling and growling. Because that wolf would love nothing more than to scare you away from your shepherd. That's the only thing the wolf can do, is to get you to be scared. His only hope is to turn your attention away from your shepherd. He wants you to forget your brand. He wants you to forget your baptism. He wants you to forget that you are safe in the shepherd's flock. Anytime you think that you don't have any sins, that you're you're doing pretty good, or that you have sins that can't be forgiven, you're hearing the wolf barking and growling and snarling at you. This is just Satan's attempt to try to scare you or to get you to leave your flock somehow. Now the wolf wants you out of your flock because he knows that in your flock with your shepherd, you're safe. Your shepherd knows you. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. There is not one lamb in this flock that is unknown by the shepherd. Jesus knows every single one of you. He knows you because you belong to Him. He laid down His life for you so that you could be added to His flock. And being in this flock is crucial for salvation. And that's exactly why the wolf wants you to leave it so desperately bad. Because in this flock, with your shepherd, you are kept safe. You are comforted. You are cared for. You're blessed. And you're spoken to. The knowledge of this shepherd, of your shepherd comes from hearing Him. Sheep can always recognize their shepherd by His voice. The shepherd's voice is exactly how the sheep are comforted and cared for. When the wolf's growling and snarling frighten the sheep, it is the shepherd's voice that will keep the sheep calm and together and to settle them down. With this in mind, the wolf will try to make more noise. So to try to drown out your shepherd's voice. The wolf will even try to distract you from the comfort of your shepherd's voice being spoken to you right now. Your shepherd is speaking to you now. He comes to you right now. It is for this very reason... We are gathered here as His flock. We are here to hear His voice. That we might be comforted in knowledge of Him and His knowledge of us. Now most sheep are scattered and lost in in, in times of storms or, or times of great trouble. 
And it's because during these times, it's very hard to hear the shepherd. Thunder and lightning crashing and banging is often louder than the voice of the shepherd. And this makes the wolf very happy. This is what he wants. He wants to distract us from our shepherd's voice. He wants us to be so consumed by fear that we forget where we are. The wolf doesn't want us to remember that even among all these noises, we are still safe and sound in the shepherd's flock. He wants you to forget the last thing the shepherd says to you. He wants you to focus on the scary things happening now. We don't have enough money to pay the bills. Boom! Look at all these wars. Is our shepherd really in control? Crash! I'm a horrible sinner. God can't forgive me. Bang! You hear the storm? Don't be frightened. You are safe in your shepherd's flock. Even though these storms, these noises, make it hard to recognize the truth. I don't know how many animals I've seen die during storms like these because they're so consumed by fear that they left their own shelter. If they had just stayed where they were, they would have been fine. So it is with us. We are safe and secure in our flock. No matter what types of storms are going on around us, if we are with our shepherd. (sighs) Dear, dear sheep, (laughs) you are given so much more in our brand of baptism than than we can even really see. We are given a shepherd who died to purchase us. We no longer belong to Satan. We no longer have to fear the wrath of the Father. You are safe and sound in the flock, no matter how scary the storms are. Your shepherd cares for each one of his lambs. And you, in fact, are his lamb. He will keep you safe and sound in this flock. The noises of the world, the noises of the wolf, noises of even your sinful flesh have no more ownership over you. Your shepherd has died for you. He has branded you as his in your baptism. He has brought you to his flock where he cares for all your needs. He has spoken to you. He tells you, your sins are forgiven. You are now a perfect, spotless lamb, safe and sound in the flock of God, with the greatest shepherd a flock could ever need. Amen. The force be with you. And that force being the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keeping your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
We hope you were blessed by today's word of hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.